Chapter 7 of Book of the Foundations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Book of the Foundations by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter 7. These my sisters of St. Joseph's at Salamanca, where I am now writing, have entreated me to give some instructions how the prioresses should treat those who are of a melancholy disposition. For in spite of all the diligence used to admit such persons, the humor is so subtle that it feigns itself dead, and thus do we not discover it till no remedy is of any use. I think I have said something on this subject in a little book I wrote, though I do not remember what. Much will not be lost if I say something here, and may our Lord be pleased that I may say something to the purpose. And though I have spoken on the matter in another place, I would repeat it a hundred times over, if I thought I could hit upon something that would prove useful. The artifices which this humor seeks out in order to do its own will are so many, that it is necessary to trace them to be able to bear with such persons and to govern them, without suffering them to do harm to others. We must observe that those who are troubled with melancholy are not all equally to be blamed. For when it appears in a person of a mild and humble disposition, although they may be troublesome to themselves, they do no injury to others, especially if they possess a good understanding, and also according as they are more or less possessed with this humor. I certainly believe the devil uses it, in some persons, as a means of gaining them, and if they do not proceed with care, he will attain his object, for the aim of this humor is to subject the reason, which thereby becomes obscured. With such a disposition, then, what will not our passions do? Where there is no reason, persons must be fools but that these should esteem themselves and be considered as reasonable beings, when in reality they have no reason, this is an intolerable evil. Those indeed who are really affected with this disposition are to be pitied, since they do no harm. If there be any way to keep them in subjection, it is fear. With regard to those in whom this pernicious evil has only begun to appear, for though it is not so deeply rooted, it comes from the same root and stock. When other means are of no avail, then the same remedy must be used, and the superioresses should make use of the penances of the order, and endeavor so to subdue them as to make them understand they are not in any way to have their own will. For if they once perceive that their clamors and passion have sometimes prevailed, which the devil excites in them to drive them to perdition, they are ruined, and only one such is quite sufficient to disturb a whole monastery. For as the poor individual has of herself no strength to defend her from the temptations of the devil, it is requisite that the superioress should proceed with the greatest care in governing her, not only in her exterior, but also in the interior. For the reason which is obscured in the infirm person ought to be clear in the superioress, lest the devil should begin to captivate that soul, using this evil as his instrument. And when it comes at certain times, it is very dangerous, for then the humor oppresses the soul to such a degree, that the reason is destroyed. Though in such a case there is no fault, as there is none in idiots, whatever extravagances they may commit. 
but those who are not so and though their reason may be weak have nevertheless some use of it and at other times are well these should not be allowed to use their liberty at the times when they are not well that afterwards when they are well they may not be their own masters for the artifices of the devil are terrible hence if we consider the matter well their principal object is to do their own will to say all that comes into their head and to notice the faults of others so as to conceal their own and to indulge themselves in everything which gives them pleasure in a word since they have nothing within capable of making them resist because their passions are unmortified and each one wishes to have her own way what will be the consequence if there be no one to keep them in subjection i say again for i have seen and have had to manage many persons afflicted with this evil there is no other remedy other than to overcome them by every possible means if words are not sufficient let punishments be used and if slight punishments be not sufficient let greater be employed if keeping them a month in prison be of no avail let them be kept four for we cannot do their souls a greater service for as i have said and now i repeat it again since it is of great importance that we understand it though they may not overcome them at once or after several times yet as their madness is not a confirmed disorder so as to free them from fault though it is so sometimes yet it is not so always that must be done which i have already mentioned for if not the soul remains in perfect danger unless as i say reason be so far gone as to force them to do what they do or say because they cannot act otherwise it is a great mercy of god to those who are afflicted with this evil to be subject to a superior because in this consists all their good for avoiding the danger i have spoken of and if any one should read these words let her consider for the love of god whether they perhaps may not relate to her salvation i know some persons who are very near entirely losing their judgment and yet they have souls so humble and so full of divine love that although they dissolve into tears within themselves yet they do nothing but what is commanded of them and bear their infirmity as others do though this is a greater martyrdom but greater glory is gained thereby and their purgatory is gone through here to escape it hereafter but i say it again that those who will not do this willingly should be forced to do it by the superiors and let them not deceive themselves by a foolish pity lest all come to be disturbed by their extravagancies but there is another very great evil which may arise from the same person besides the dangers i have mentioned which is this when the superiors see her good as they think not understanding the effect this evil has upon the interior our nature is so miserable that every one will appear to them melancholy that so they may bear with her and indeed the devil will also make them believe so and thus he will come and make such havoc as when known it will be difficult to remedy this is of such importance that in no manner must there be any negligence for if she who is melancholy resists the superior let her suffer for it as one who is well and be not spared in anything if she shall say an ill word to her sister let the same be done and so in all other like cases it may seem an act of injustice to correct one who is sick if she cannot help it as it would be to do so to a person who is well and has the use of her reason it would be the same to bind mad persons and to beat them what then must be done 
Are they to be allowed to kill every one they meet? Let the prioresses believe me, for I have tried and used, according to my ability, many remedies, and yet have found no other. And the prioress who through pity shall allow such to take liberties, will in the end not be able to bear them, and when she thinks to remedy the evil, it will have done great harm to others. And if madmen are bound and punished, in order that they may not kill others, which is a good and charitable act, how much more care ought to be taken, lest these melancholy persons do harm to souls with their liberties? And I truly believe, that very often, as I have said, this comes from an unrestrained disposition, from want of humility and mortification, and that their melancholy does not do them so much mischief as this disposition. I say, in some persons, because I have noticed that when there is a prioress whom they fear, they keep within bounds, and are able to do so. Why then can they not do so for the love of God? I am afraid that the devil, under the pretext of this humor, wishes to gain many souls. For it is more common now than formerly, and the reason is, because all self-will is now called melancholy. On this account it is, that I have been thinking that, in all the houses of our order, this word should never be on our lips, because it seems to imply liberty, but that it should be called a great infirmity, and how great it is, and that care should be taken of it as such. At certain times it is also necessary to lessen the infirmity by a little medicine, that so it may be more easily endured, and she should be attended to in the infirmity, and made to understand that when she comes out to join the community, she must be humble and obedient the same as all the rest, and that, whenever she is not so, her humor will not excuse her, since this is necessary for the reasons I have already mentioned, and for others also that I could dwell upon. But it is also necessary that the prioress should conduct herself towards them with great compassion, without, however, their knowing it, just like a natural mother, and she should seek out all the means she can for their cure. Here I seem to contradict myself, for hitherto I have said that they should be treated with rigor. I now repeat the same. The prioress must make them understand that they will never prevail by doing their own will, but that they are to keep within bounds, and obey. For in feeling that they have this liberty, their ruin consists. The prioress should not command them to do that which she sees they might perhaps resist, as they possess no strength of mind to do violence to themselves. But she should manage them with dexterity and love in everything necessary, that so, if possible, they may submit through love, which would be far better. And sometimes it is well to convince them that she loves them, and to give them proofs by words and actions. The prioresses should also observe that the best remedy they have is to employ them often in some duties, that so they may have no time to be fancying things in their imagination, for herein lies all their evil. And though sometimes they may not perform these duties well, they must bear with their defects, that so they may not have to bear greater, when the persons are undone. This I know to be the most sovereign remedy which can be given them, and they should also take care, that they make not too long prayers. Even the ordinary prayers might be shortened, because such persons have for the most part a weak imagination, which will do them much harm. And besides this, they will desire things which neither they themselves, nor he that hears them, will ever be able to understand. 
Let care be taken that they eat fish but seldom, and also they should not fast so continually as the rest. It may seem superfluous to give so many directions concerning this evil, and about no other, though there are so many and so grievous in this miserable life, especially in the weaknesses incidental to women. But I do this for two reasons. First, because such individuals think themselves well, since they will not understand they have this evil, and as they are forced to keep their bed, though they have no fever, nor is a doctor sent for, the prioress must be the doctor. For it is an evil more prejudicial to all perfection, than that which others who keep their bed, because their life is in danger. The second reason is, because in other infirmities, persons either recover or die. It is a wonder if they recover, nor yet they do die, except that they entirely lose their judgment, which is a kind of death, inasmuch as they kill all who have to do with them. They suffer in themselves, indeed, a cruel death of afflictions, imaginations, and scruples. And hereby they would gain great merit, though they call these temptations, if they could understand that these afflictions, etc., proceed from the same evil, and they would also find great ease and comfort, if they made little account of them. I certainly have great compassion for them, and all those who live with them should have the same compassion also. But considering how our Lord might have laid this evil on them likewise, and by bearing patiently with them, as I have said, may our Lord grant that I may have said what is proper to be done, in regard to so great an infirmity. End of chapter 7